In Parshas Lech Lecha, Hashem promises Avraham Avinu Vavorcham Avarachecha, anyone that's going to bless you, anyone that's going to bless the Yidin, will themselves get a bracha. Rabbi Akiva learns out from this, that when the Koyanim bless the Yidin with Birchas Koyanim, they themselves are also blessed. Rabbi Yishmoel says, I learned it out from a different Pasuk, by the end of Birchas Koyanim it says, Vani Avarachem, that Hashem will bless the Koyanim who bless the Yidin. Rabbi Akiva, on the other hand, claims that the words Vani Avarachem is actually saying that Hashem will agree to the bracha that the Koyanim have given the Yidin. So Hashem will bless the Yidin. And therefore he needs the Pasuk from our parsha Vavorcham Avarachecha, to say that the Koyanim also get a bracha. The Gemara then says, Kahano Messiah Kahano, the Koyan assists the Koyanim. Rabbi Yishmoel, who himself is a Koyan, is giving extra power, extra Koyches to the Koyanim by learning it out from Birchas Koyanim itself, the bracha for the Koyanim Vani Avorachim. The Rebbe asks two questions. The first question the Rebbe asks is, why is it that according to Rabbi Akiva, the Posig Vani Avorachim needs to be used that Hashem is going to agree to the bracha of the Koyanim to bless the Yidin, whereas according to Rabbi Shmuel, seemingly, we don't need any extra Posig for that, and therefore we could just use Vani Avorachim to bless the Koyanim themselves. The second question the Rebbe asks is what difference does it really make from which Pasuk we learn out the bracha for the Koyanim? Why is this considered that Rabbi Yishmoel is assisting the Koyanim by giving them the bracha along with Birchas Koyanim? The bottom line is in both cases, according to Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yishmoel, the Koyanim are going to get the bracha after blessing the Yidin. So what difference does it really make which Pasuk we're learning it out from? In order to explain all of this, the Rebbe introduces that what Chassidus explains to us and the difference between a bracha, a blessing, and the concept of tefillah and davening. In Chassidus it explains that bracha usually means a hamshacha, something being drawn down from a higher place. But it needs to be something that was already within the source. And the bracha is just achieving to draw it down, to bring it down from the source in case there was any issues and uh, blockages for the bracha to come down. But not that it's achieving something new that wasn't in the source. With this, the Rebbe explains the famous story of Yaakov Avinu blessing the children of Yosef. Where when he places his right hand on the head of Ephraim, Yosef wants to correct him and tell him that Menashe is the older one. Yaakov Avinu says, I know Menashe is the older one, but his younger brother, Ephraim, from him will come greater descendants. And the question is an obvious one. Why don't you just give that bracha to have greater descendants to the older one? And the answer is because a bracha is just drawing down something that's already in the source. It's not about creating new things. On the other hand, tefillah, tefillah is a request where we say in tefillah often, Yehirot, so may it be the will of Hashem, meaning to say, even if it wasn't, so to speak, part of the plan. So clearly then, tefillah represents a much higher, reaching to a higher place. However, when it comes to birchas koyanim, although we do call it a bracha, but this is the bracha where the koyen is coming directly as a messenger of Hashem. And Hashem is definitely not limited by whatever is in the source. And therefore we understand that birchas koyenim is much more similar to tefillah, that it's also taken from a place that's completely higher than what we would call the source, or higher than the seydrisht alshalos, than the normal order of things. This is why we find by birchas koyenim, one of the brachas is Yisah Hashem Panavei Lecha. You should find favor in Hashem's eyes, meaning even if you don't deserve it. 
even if this goes beyond what the person would really deserve, as if it's not in his source, nevertheless, you could get down the bracha. Says the Rebbe, based on all of this, we're going to start understanding what's the advantage of giving the bracha to the koyanim from the posseg va'aniyavorachim. It's specifically, this posseg, part of berchas koyanim generally, and specifically we see this idea va'aniyavorachim, that the bracha is coming directly from the essence of Hashem, which is higher than Seydirish Talshalos. Now the truth is seemingly va'avorachim avarachecha also means that Hashem is giving the blessing. So we still need to understand what's unique about berchas koyanim. And in order to understand this, the Rebbe is going to show a Gemara where first of all we, we're going to see the comparison between Birchas Koyanim and Tefillah, how they're both connected to this very, very high place, which we just said is higher than Ishtal Shalos. We're going to see this, that the Gemara itself compares the two, Tefillah and Birchas Koyanim. And then the Rebbe is going to explain the same Gemara, taking it a step further in showing that really what the Gemara is saying is that Birchas Koyanim even has an advantage over Tefillah. So the Gemara is discussing a situation when the, there are people that are not in shul and whether the chazan could exempt them from their tefillah. Rabban Gamliel says that generally the chazan could exempt people from their tefillah. And this refers to the people out in the fields that are not in shul and can't come to shul. The question then becomes what about the people that are close by? Could the chazan exempt them as well? And the Gemara goes on to try to prove it from Birchas Koyenim. What do we find by Birchas Koyenim? That the Koyenim will, the Bracha will include also people that are far away, but people that are standing right behind the Koyenim are not going to be included in the Bracha. So the Gemara says, similarly over here, in regards to Tefillah, yes, the Chazan could exempt people that are far away, but the people that are close by, and they could have been davening themselves, the Chazan will not exempt. So the Rebbe is now explaining here, we see that the Gemara itself is making a strong comparison between Tefillah and Birchas Koyanim. And it's specifically Birchas Koyanim. Why? Because a regular bracha, where we just explained before that a bracha would usually be something that's only within the source. So for a regular bracha, I would have been able to say, of course I can understand that if the person is showing, he's not even interested in the bracha, he's standing behind the Koyan. So... He shouldn't get the bracha because a bracha means the person deserves it in some way. But it wasn't coming down, so we'll help it to come down. And therefore, maybe we wouldn't be able to make a comparison to tefillah because tefillah is going higher than seder ishtalshalus. So maybe tefillah, even if the person is close by and not coming to shul or not davening himself, maybe the chazan could exempt because the person doesn't even have to do so much in order to deserve it. But when we compare it to berchas koyanim, now we can make that comparison. Since Birchas Koyanim is like Tefillah, Birchas Koyanim is higher than Seyder Ishtashlus, and yet we say the person has to show some sort of interest and involvement with the Bracha. Otherwise, if he's standing behind the Koyan, he wouldn't be included. So we compare Tefillah, the same thing, that whatever you could do, you have to do. So here we see this idea that both of them are really in that same category. The Rebbe now takes it a step even further to show that Birchas Koyanim in a certain sense is even higher than Tefillah. And the reason for this is, because even though we say tefillah reaches to a higher place, but bracha generally does have a certain advantage, because in order for someone to give a bracha means he has to be standing higher than the source, than the place where he's trying to draw down from. He has the power to give the bracha, to give a guarantee, so to speak, that this bracha will come down. Whereas tefillah, tefillah is yehirotzen, you're asking it should happen, not necessarily it's going to happen. So yes, you're going to reach to a higher place, if you get it, 
but you are standing on the, uh, below the place where you're trying to draw down from, and you're requesting that it comes down. In bracha, again, you're higher than the thing, and it's a more of a guaranteed way, even though technically you're dealing with a lower level. So now, looking at Birchas Koyanim, on the one hand, it has the advantage of tefillah, which we said is reading, reaching to a very, very high level, even if something wasn't in the source. Because as we said before, what Birchas Koyanim is all about, the Koyanim is a shliach of Hashem, so it's a level that's much higher than Ishtalshlus. On the other hand, it also has the advantage of a bracha, that it's in a much more guaranteed way, because it's a bracha. So it's even more than tefillah. Based on this, we'll understand the Gemara that makes the comparison between tefillah and Birchas Koyanim even more. In other words, it's really in a way that we're saying the following, Kalvachoymer, if even by Birchas Koyanim, which, the, which is so much greater than tefillah in a certain sense. And yet, the person has to show some sort of connection, make some sort of keili to get the bracha. If he's just going to stand behind the koyin, he won't be included. How much more so in tefillah, which doesn't have that advantage of birchas koyinim, definitely the person has to do whatever he can. And if he's close by to shul, he should be davening himself and not just be relying on the chazan. Based on all of this, we now come back to the original machloikas between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Yishmoel. What's the machloikas? The machloikas is this very idea itself. The koyen, when he's giving this birchas koyenim, is he actually completely one with this high level that's higher than Seyder Ishtalshalos, and therefore he could give the bracha in this way? Or are we saying, no, this is not really who the koyen himself is, it's just the Eibishter has to give him right now a special nasinas koyach, a special ability to be able to give that bracha. So according to Rabbi Shmuel, who we said before, Rabbi Shmuel is a koyin. He comes to assist the koyin, to say even more positive things, to give more power to the koyin. He is the one that says that when the koyin gives the bracha, it's an automatic thing. Of course it's coming down. We don't even need a separate pasuk to say that the Abishter agrees with the koyin. So then where is the bracha coming from for the koyin himself? It's from Vani Avorachem, Ani, referring to the essence of Hashem. In other words, he too is getting that same powerful bracha as Birchas Koyenim itself. Because he himself, if he is the one that could bring about Birchas Koyenim, sure, himself, sure he himself also gets such a great bracha. On the other hand, Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva claims that the Koyen himself is not yet on such a high level to automatically be able to on his own give these brachas. Rather, what he needs is the Pasuk Vani Avorachim to say that Hashem is going to agree with the Koyin. In other words, Hashem is now going to give him a special ability to be able to give such a powerful bracha like Birchas Koyinim. But not that the Koyin himself is on that level. And therefore, Rabbi Akiva needs another Pasuk to say, Vavorcham Avorachecha, that the Abishter is going to give a bracha to the Koyin as well. 